Hey everybody, Communications Director Jay Sokol here. If you live in College Station and even pay a little attention to local government, then you know we have people leaving our city council to make room for the newly elected ones. One of the people we're saying farewell to is Mayor Nancy Berry, who held that office for more than six years before reaching her term limit. Carl Mooney was elected to fill that role and no doubt will do a very fine job. But before she gets to work as a newly elected Brazos County Commissioner, I wanted Mayor Barry to reflect on her time as College Station's mayor, her strongest memories, her proudest moments, and even the things she didn't quite get to before time ran out. I'm breaking up our interview into two parts. In part one, she talks about her time on the College Station City Council before she became mayor. That was in the mid-2000s. And then her first term as mayor, which was 2010 to 2013. If you make it through that, you'll want to hear part two. That focuses on her second term, which spans 2013 through 2016. So here's part one of my interview with Nancy Berry. We're going to start off with a pop quiz. Okay, pop quiz, love them. What number mayor were you for the city of College Station? Maybe ninth. Judging from the photos in the hallway, you're number 14. Oh, okay, I like that better. See, I didn't know that either. And and yesterday, walking down, I thought, wait a second, how many of these folks were there? You're number 14. Okay, well, I like that. Yeah, so there you go. Top 20. (laughs) You are top 20. Top Top 15. Top 20 mayor. Yeah. Before you were mayor, you did have uh, previous experience on the city council. What years were you on the council? 2004, 2006. And what made you decide to run for city council at that time? Uh, I was in a class called Leadership Texas, which is a uh, an application for people who are already leaders, and it's just all women across the state of Texas to develop the old girls' network. Uh, and you learn about local issues in the cities that you visit, regional issues. And one gal in the class, Nancy Boyu from Beaumont, was running for city council. And the election was the first week in May, and this was the last weekend in April, and we were all in Laredo, and she was there, and we couldn't believe that she was there and not home campaigning. And she said, oh, I'm, I'm in the runoff. There's six guys running in me, and I'll be in the runoff, and this is the only time I can be in Laredo with the class. So we didn't hear anything, and the class gets together in August, and sure enough, she won without a runoff she beat six guys with that many people yeah wow so there's a thing called minute at the mic where anybody can say anything and they said well congratulations to nancy but you now we have to get our other nancy be elected and i didn't think anything of it and then coming back in the car we had all of us from Bryan college station had driven to uh, austin together and then flew to amarillo which was where the next class was and in the way coming back in the car, one was a very liberal Democrat, one was a very conservative Republican, and the other one was sort of like me, sort of in the middle, slightly conservative. And they all said I should run. And I thought, well, that's really nice. I don't think so. So I told Len, he said, Nancy, you'd be great. Mm. And then told the boys, and they said, Mom, you'd be great. <sighs> so then there was the chamber banquet, and I was not at it, but someone said, who are we going to get to run for city council? And one of the gals uh, was at the, that was in the class, was at the chamber banquet and says, we're trying to get Nancy Berry to run. And they said, oh, would she run? She'd be great. So she called me and said she talked to so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so. So then I gave it some more thought. And then I called some other people that I had served on United Way and the Arts Council Board and some attorneys and bankers in town that I knew, and they all gave me the heads up. So that's why I decided to run. 
And did you even have an idea what you wanted to accomplish as a council member at that time? No, just wanted to serve the city. Yeah. And so you did that until what year again? 2006. 2006. Okay. So so then what? What happens between then and the time that you decided, let's give it a go for mayor? Well, I got defeated for re-election. Okay. Uh, that was uh, the David Romay uh, era. Okay. And uh, I had discovered some what I call corruption and... Uh, pointed it out, and uh, he had not yet been indicted or convicted, and so uh, there was a nasty rumor campaign, and I was defeated. I see. Okay. But then after he got uh, charged and uh, found guilty of the seven felony charges, uh, kind of felt vindicated, and um, I was not happy with the direction the city was going. They had bought Chimney Hill for what I thought was way overpriced and mm-hmm. some other things that were going on. And a number of people asked me to run, and I thought I could do it, and so I did. You had some things to run on at that point. I did. So talk about that campaign and the process the process you went through to, to try to get your name out there, be competitive, and get back on council. Well, I was still serving on a number of boards, so that was a good jumping-off point, if you will. I'm still on those boards. So I I had a lot of support from the board. I'm on the Education Foundation for College Station School District. Um, I was on the Community Foundation Board at the time. I was chairman of the College Station Medical Center Hospital. Um, I was on the United Way Board. So I I was, you know, still, quote, hooked in, if you will. And uh, I was unhappy about the... Chimney Hill property. I was unhappy that the city was buying land for economic development. And we were in the property management business, which I, my feeling is the city does great when it does city business. When it tries to compete with the private sector, it does not win. Hmm. And it's not a winning strategy. So that's what I ran on. And and when you were talking to people, I guess, walking neighborhoods and so forth, were they in agreement that these? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got a very strong response, and I defeated the incumbent mayor who was running for re-election. And I remember that because I had come on board with the organization, I guess, in October of '09, And so that was sort of the, uh, the waning months of uh, Mayor White's time here. Mm-hmm. And so the elections were still in May at that time, right? Yes, they were. Okay, so, so May 2010, you're the new mayor. Were you ready to be the mayor? Uh, I think I was, because the previous council experience had uh, prepared me. And as I said, being chair of the med board and chair of United Way, I I felt comfortable that I could run a meeting. Your first term was 2010 to 2013. What are some of the things you remember most about those uh, years of the first term? Well, the first thing I tried to do was make peace with Welburn, because they were trying to uh, get a vote to be able to uh, incorporate Mm-hmm. So it, it had been rather acrimonious with uh, the previous council. So we had a new council, and I said, let's meet. And I said, the only thing I wanted to get out of that meeting is that we would have a second meeting, that we would just you know, be a, let's go around the room and introduce ourselves and tell us a little bit about each other. And we had it at the Welburn Community Center. Right. And uh, the meeting was going along real well, but they, the Welburn people had a map that was really kind of disjointed that went down one street and picked up, you know, some houses here and went down another street and picked up. It, it was not a, a concentrated uh, area. And their map would have precluded the city for uh, annexing further and growing in the, the direction we are growing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that was my first uh, order of business was trying to make peace with Welburn. The meeting went really well until uh, Councilman Stewart got up and said, well, what's this map is crazy, and the meeting deteriorated uh -oh. from there. And so at that time, I said, we need to annex them. You know, we just need to bite the bullet and annex them. It should have happened a long time ago, but it didn't. And so we started the process. And to start the process, you have to do a meets and bounds study. You have to do a service plan. What services are you going to provide and when and how you're going to uh, police them and do fire and all of that sort of thing. And, and, and then send a registered letter to every homeowner to see if they wanted to be included or wanted to continue their ag exemption. So we started the process and uh, was threatened with a recall that if we went if we went through with the process, we were going to be recalled. And the process was just a process. It was it, no it, guarantee it, uh, of annexation. Occurring. Correct. It was just gathering the information so that if we wanted to annex, there would still going to be need three public hearings after we had gathered the information. Right. But just because you were starting the process, that's that really took things to a different level. Out it there. did. It didn't help that a councilwoman uh, was helping to finance it. Right. And uh, so they did get the number of uh, signatures on the petition. And so uh, the five council people who had uh, voted to start the process uh, were recalled. But two of them were term limited and chose not to run again in May. So a year after I had uh, run for mayor, I was running again for uh, to beat the recall, uh, which all three of us beat back by about 75 percent. So Yeah, that was a nice finish, but boy, it was, it was it a was tough, tough time. It was, and uh, it was called the devil and, and everything else in between. So it, it was not, not a pleasant time. You even had to call at press conferences, I recall. I did. When they, uh, when they said that they were going to uh, start the recall process, I, I called a press conference because I said, this is essentially blackmail. If we stop the annexation process, the recall goes away. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I thought that was wrong. So in the end, you guys beat back the recall attempt. and uh, We annexed the Welburn area. And we have... In your opinion, have we done what we have said that we would do out there? I think so. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, you know, as the city grows that, that way, some of the estate lots uh, that the owners want to change into, uh, you know, suburban commercial or, are, are changing. And, and Welburn is changing because of the growth of the city. Mm -hmm. Right. And with three new schools out there, that's going to change it as well. There'll be a lot more rooftops out there. So in addition to all the Welburn-related activities, what are some other things that stand out to you about that first term? Well, I also campaigned on settling lawsuits. We had a lawsuit with Weingarten. Oh, yes, we did. And that was from a previous council. Uh, that was property on the east side that uh, Weingarten wanted to sell to uh, Walmart, and uh, the neighbors were up in arms, and uh, the council, uh, even though uh, staff said... Uh, it's owned appropriately. They did not want Walmart, and the council voted against it. And so Weingarten sued for damages. We got that settled by selling the property to Scott and White, which yes. is where Scott and White is now. Uh, we also had a l lawsuit with uh, over the landfill with Brian. Right, that's right. And we settled that, and Bavisma is formed. That's the Brazos Valley Solid Waste Management Association. We run the twin 
Oaks landfill. It's never good when you've got a neighbor suing a neighbor. Yeah, and then we also had another lawsuit with Brian that they were suing us for our CCN, which is the contract for convenience and necessity for water services out in the bio corridor. Mm -hmm. And what we ended up doing was swapping, letting them service it because their Sandy Point uh, treatment center was near there, and we took over a part of uh, East Bryan, uh, kind of by Central Baptist Church. Okay. So we swapped out the CCNs for that lawsuit. And then we also had to come to terms on the bio corridor, and we've settled all of those. And for people who aren't familiar with any of these individually, uh, they were all very big deals. They were. And I don't know what you attribute uh, being able to get through them to, if that was the the attitude of the council, if it was uh, new skill sets in our legal office, if it was a combination of, but how are you guys able to get some of this stuff done? Well, because I'm willing to compromise. I think, you know, it was a new term for both Jason Byinski and myself. We were both new mayors, and uh, we didn't have, quote, the old skin in the game kind of thing. We were just negotiating on a what's best for both cities kind of deal. And the bio corridor really was uh, the city of Bryan owned property inside the city limits of College Station, and how are we going to treat that? So we did a shared revenue kind of thing there. So that's how we settled that. Has the bio corridor worked out well for this community? I think it has. I think it's still developing. I think it's a 25-year project, and mm-hmm. we're probably into year five of it. Okay. So I think it, it will reach its potential. At least it's an easier area for folks to come in and, and yeah. settle down. I, I don't know that we're going to attract the, uh, the biotech uh, firms that we thought we originally would, but we will have startups out there and uh, in the technology field. Anything else for uh, term number one that stands out to you? We sold property, which we sold Chimney Hill. We sold the property on Rock Prairie Road, and uh, I guess selling Cafe Excel was in my second term. But I wanted to get out of the property-owning business for things other than, you know, uh, business parks and stuff. Well, and it's returned some significant properties to the tax rolls, right? Yes. And that's been a huge benefit Mm -hmm. to us. Yeah. And that's one of been my goals is to exchange uh, non-performing areas to make them uh, high revenue. I think there's evidence that that definitely occurred. Yeah, in Northgate. So your first term was coming to an end. Did you always know you would go for a second term? Well, after I had kind of beat back the recall, I kind of felt like I had run for re-election and, <laughs> and was, you know, was vindicated. So I, it was an easy decision to go for a second term because there were th- still things I wanted to accomplish. And you you were getting an extra six months on that term anyway, weren't you? Right. Uh, yes, because there was the MOVE Act, the Military Overseas Voting Empowerment Act, and that was to give the military overseas, if there was a primary and there was a runoff, it would, they would not have enough time to recalibrate the voting machines. And the city does not own voting machines. The county owns them. And so there's only two uniform election dates in Texas. One is the first Saturday in May, and the other is the second Tuesday in November following the first Monday in November. So we moved it to November. And so uh, all the council that was currently serving had a six-month carryover. 
Yeah, so you actually get uh, to have six and a half years total under your belt. Right. But you decided, unfinished business, let's give it a second go. Right, and I was blessed not to have opposition. So having run campaigns where you have opposition and campaigns when you don't, it's a lot easier to run one without. There you go. That's part one with Mayor Nancy Berry, who leaves office after six and a half years and will join the Brazos County Commissioner's Court in January. You've made it this far. Go listen to Mayor Berry discuss her second term in part two of our interview that covers 2013 through 2016. You can find it in the very same place you found this episode. It's at soundcloud.com slash college station. It's also linked to our blog, blog.cstx.gov. So thanks for joining me for part one. Hope to see you over at part two. I'm Jay Sokol.